Good morning, Ariam, or good evening, or good day, whatever time it is for you out there. What's going on, everybody? It has been a hot second. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing fantastic. I absolutely love that intro. I was watching on Twitch TV. Oh, you, just you the like explosion, that? explosion coming in. Dungeon clear? Absolutely phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> Bro, man. Uh, Thanks for uh, putting this together. I'm excited, man. I had a good Saturday. Went to the beach. Um, and now I'm back here ready to talk some crypto raiders. Let's go. How's everyone going on in chat? Can we get some can we get some orum in chat, some hearts in chat? How's everybody doing? I know it's been a couple weeks uh, since we've had the Council of Elders, but we are in session and we've got an exciting episode for all of you here today. A lot of informa information dropping. We've got Tyrael, we got Ryguy, we got the newly promoted Saro in the uh in the table here for the conversation i'm so excited to have all of them with us uh how you'd feel nick uh, how how did the work treat go for you did you enjoy it i had the best time of my life um Bro. i i honestly i honestly wish it went longer yeah i know <laughs> it went so fast um it, it it was just really great for like i think the team to to bond and to like really get to know each other and like through that we've already had some really big breakthroughs so i think that part was fantastic mm -hmm. um great brainstorming sessions and it, it was great just yeah, fun dude. hanging out with everyone we we did it we did it perfectly you know some people try to do you know too much work work at a retreat or sometimes people try to do too much play we had like the perfect mix of everything got a lot done and uh yeah uh now it's just like buckling in for the you know next six months ahead so I'm really excited. I feel like uh, I, f I feel personally more confident than ever. So I'm uh, yeah, ready to get after I it. I totally agree. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect when going. You know, I wasn't sure how much work or how much play we were going to have. But I agree. We had the perfect balance. And honestly, even when we were playing, we were working. Like, we were talking about just game mechanics oh, yeah. in general. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was the best part. Just mixing both of them together was just so much fun. Uh, I think we accomplished a lot. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of, of that work retreat. So... Yeah, me too. With all that said, let's jump into the other uh, into the chat uh, with the other guys, it. and let's have some fun. Cool. What's going on, nice. ladies and gentlemen? How are you feeling? I don't know why I call ladies. Okay. Who's the lady here? I don't know. Sarah? Maybe Sarah? Now nah, Sarah is Jack I Black. Got everybody. Tammy on my shirt. Yeah, you do get the Tammy <laughs> on the shirt. We got Jack Black here, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't, if you haven't seen Twitter, you got to go over to my Twitter. We've got Jack Black. Jack Black as a part of the Crypto Raiders crew. Um, how you guys feeling, Ben? Uh, Adam. Uh, or Rye Guy, <laughs> Saro, uh, Matt, how you guys doing? Great, great. Excited to uh, get back into the groove here uh, after the retreat. It was an awesome experience getting to hang out with everybody and, and see them in person. It was one of those things where it felt like I've been hanging out with these guys for you know months. Uh, it was just such a such a great uh, experience uh, getting together with these guys. Hundred percent, totally agree. How about you, Saro? Uh, I just want to say. Congratulations to you, buddy, uh, for getting the promotion to uh, to game designer full time. Uh, how does it feel? I'm excited for you. I know you're going to step into that and really, really take a, take this game to the next level. Yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome to find out. I'm really looking forward to just trying to come up with ways to make Crypto Raiders a more engaging game. Like, cause mm -hmm. right now you go into a raid and you uh, click that attack button a couple times. Maybe you click Ice Barrier, you click Magic Armor, Sure Striker too. But for the most part. The gameplay isn't fully at that full-on engaging, like, oh, what should I do here? This is a tricky puzzle I got to solve. And I'm really looking forward to getting kind of like that and just getting some more nice complexity in there. 100%. Rye Guy, 
How's it going, buddy? Finally doxed you. Everyone knows what you look like, the beautiful man you are. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have a face camera here, guys. So, you know, you go check out Twitter or the Discord. But uh, this beautiful There's man. There's a big shortage, supply shortage in face. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to navigate through it. Right, guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Great. How, how did you enjoy the work retreat? Oh, man. It was a blast. I had so much fun. Uh, yeah. There, there's like so much to talk about with the, the work retreat, just hanging out, getting to know uh, the guys like in person. I talked a little bit about it in the actual interview, but like just getting to be humans instead of feeling like discord bots. Totally. And Ben let me uh, ride his motorcycle and I didn't kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really fun. Yeah, you're totally Ben's, a, Ben's a brave soul. Ben's yeah. a brave soul. I came back I'm, to the I'm property. I'm a little bit scared. Nick was totally trolling <laughs> I see, us. I, yeah, I see Nick just going around the property with you know his his you know feet <laughs> off of the, the pedals, and I'm going Screaming like at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I was whipping. He gets bit. off. He goes, "Wait, I didn't know that's what the throttle did." <laughs> yeah, I was just playing around with the different things. I'm like, "What's this do?" Oh, okay, that accelerates. You need to be careful there. Awesome. Well, um, let's just go around the room here real quick. Um, you know, what did you, what was the number one thing you guys took from the work retreat? Um, outside of just being able to talk to each other face to face, what's the number one thing you guys you know took from the work retreat? Uh, Rye guy, if you want to go ahead, go first. Yeah, I mean, outside of like the meeting each other and and uh, can you guys hear me? My, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a storm rolling in. Uh, my screen just froze, but okay. So outside of like meeting everyone and, and getting to know each, each other and like seeing, you know, how on the same wavelength we all really are, like in all of our conversations, we were just all, uh, all in together, like in, on the same page um, was really cool. But uh, just like, I don't know, seeing how innovative we, we really all are um, and want to be and like seeing all those uh, high effort, high impact items. Like we all are really dreamers um, who have like this grand vision for the game. Um, and it's it's all about just like narrowing things down into like stepwise movements. And, and so kind of starting to strategize those things um, to make the high effort part start to be become a little bit lower effort as you add new features that move in a stepwise movement towards um, towards those big features that we want to release. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think, you know, being able to get on the same page and knowing that we're all on the same page uh, was really a huge benefit, uh, I think, to the team, um, especially when you have the masterful Saro there to, uh, to kind of lead us uh, in game design. Saro, what did you get from the game or from the work retreat? Uh, from the work retreat, uh... I definitely found out that I have uh, an alternate career in golf if I ever choose to pursue that. <laughs> Dude, my computer literally just tried to rug me. Oh, just no. Here, listening to Ben, and it uh, it literally is, like, shutting down. And luckily, I had, like, uh, a notepad opened. And it's like, you know, do you want to save? And I'm like, cancel. Uh, but I almost got rugged by my computer. But I'm back. Sorry about that. There he is. Well, you just missed the Good best you comment. You computers, right? What was the best comment? Uh, Sarah said he's a professional golfer now. Dude, I mean, he's looking good. I'll tell you what, the <laughs> fundamentals are there. The, 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 the fundamentals are really there. That's hilarious. Yeah, I would I, say for me, the uh, 
Sorry, go ahead, Zara. You, you... Uh, I was gonna say an another thing. I I think I I instilled some type of a uh, some trauma with that that red white deck when I came at you swinging, Matt. I was I was enjoying that. <laughs> That's why I built a red white smash the face deck on Arena so I could you know emulate your moves. Smash right back. Yeah. That's and it's working. You know, I'm I'm knocking people out. You know, heavy dude. Uh, I'm I'm the champ of uh, Arena right now. So watch out. Yeah, there's the expression there. When, when you're deck building, there's there, sometimes removal is dead, but there's no such thing as a bad threat. There, there's bad removal, but there's no such thing as a bad threat because no matter what it is, it can beat you down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most removal is one to one, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you get that board advantage quick. It's hard to come back from. So what are we, we're, we're saying like our number one takeaway? Yeah, number one takeaway. Yeah. Tyrion, what, what um, do you got? We'll let you go last, you Nick. Go, yeah, we'll let you go last. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, it was a, a really great experience, you know, as a, you know, for the leadership team to be able to kind of get a peek under the hood of, of how the team, you know, you, there's just things you, you can see from people uh, in person that you just can't over, you know, Discord, over, over Zoom, and being able to kind of see, you know, under the hood of everybody and, and kind of how their brain works was <laughs> very, very valuable. And uh, it, it really allowed us to kind of step back and figure out what are the right places for everybody on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. Because getting everybody on those right places is what it takes to, to move a company forward. Um, and, and I think we were, we made some of those moves, you know, with, you know, Adam coming into the game design role, you know, looking at a, you know, a unity uh, dev lead um, and some other positions that we're, we're looking at hiring for. Um, so that, that was, I think the most valuable uh, thing for me out of it. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, what you got? What was your, what was your number one takeaway? I know you had a lot of takeaways, but what was your number one? Can I cheat and have two? Can yeah, you can have two? you can have two. You're the boss. <laughs> I, I had I had two awesome decks in Magic the Gathering, so I feel like that's how it works out, you know. Um, uh, number one, uh, like takeaway for me, and I mean this is a transition that we'll have to do that will take time, but I really feel strongly that one of the things that we've gotten into because of live shipping, because we've been live shipping as a game since like the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's not the most common type of development in gaming. It's actually more rare than not. Um, lots of people, you know, they, they basically release a lot of content and then they'll have weekly like patches, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, bug updates or bug fixes or stuff like that. But, um, you know, we've, we've gotten into this thing where we're like trying to constantly release content as quick as possible and doing these updates every couple of weeks. And I think that over time, if we can shift to um, a, a, a cycle where we're able to just come out with like a ton of content and like new features and all these different things, uh, a little bit more irregular, but like, let's say like we can knock out some really awesome content over the next like six weeks right and do a big release i think that there's taking away from what path of exile learned there's there's a lot to that it just makes sense uh in terms of like getting people excited and giving people a lot of content to explore and like new features to play around with um but that was probably my second biggest takeaway my number one biggest takeaway and it was actually um adam that said this um which is like it, to summarize going forward like under promise over deliver and over the next six months deliver on a lot of the promises that we've made to the players in the game um i i think it's something that naturally happens with crypto 
projects, especially, um, and even more so in a bull market, but there's like a constant like feeling that you need to be talking about new things, new things. We can do this, we can do that, we can do this, we can do that. And I think what we really have to do is just deliver on a lot of the great ideas and things that we've been talking about over the next six months. And then from that point forward, we are, are smarter about what we like promise so that we don't, you know, have to roll back on those. Yeah. I think that's a, I think both of those points are huge. Um, and I think just, uh, you and know, fishing. Yeah. And when fishing, right. Uh, the big question we all, all want the answer to is when fishing. Um, uh, so that, that's one of those big problems we want to deliver on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's huge. Um, I agree on all those. Um, so let's just go into uh, what, is, what does the future look like for crypto traders in your guys' mind? Um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, a lot of things, a lot of topics during the work retreat. Um, you know, we go around the, the table here, honestly, open table. Uh, we could just, you know, throw ideas out. Let's just talk about, you know, what did, you know, what, what looks like the future for crypto traders at the moment? Uh, and I'll go through questions as they come in through chat. And obviously the big one is when is Unity coming out? How many you know weeks or months is that away? Uh, do we have any idea on that? I mean, I just I just played a build uh, yesterday on Friday, um, and it, and it and it felt like pretty good. I think next week we'll definitely be able to get it to community testing. Um, I think there's probably at least a couple more weeks of polish that has to go into it, but we can very much. Um, like get it to community testing and maybe even open community testing just for people to play around with it and like actually see that it's a product we're delivering on. Um, but I think it will take a couple more weeks to like really, really get it polished. Um, and then I think when we have it polished, what's ex exciting is now we like unlock uh, both sides of our development team um, instead of being kind of, you know, roadblocked here. Um, and as soon as we get unity out, that means that we have, basically two engineering teams that can go tackle, you know, big projects like concurrently. <laughs> so um, Sathir right now is working on live PVP, um, which is something that we've been holding off on until uh, Unity was getting closer to release. And now he's able to work on that. Um, so I, I, I think a couple of weeks before like we're like publicly launching that it's Unity, but we're going to be able to get people from the community in and playing with it um probably as soon as next week um and ox slurp asks are the new skill trees going to be part of the unity delivery so that's uh something that i've been thinking about and would love to get in to the unity build it really depends on do we want to take a little bit more time to get unity out with the skill tree um or do we want to get unity out quicker um i kind of feel from just an excitement standpoint it would be nice to get unity out super polished and with you know a new feature um, which would be the, the skill tree. Um, but we'll see. We, we have to figure that out. But yeah, definitely next week you'll see people in the community playing around with Unity. And I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a cleaner UI. Um, there's just some nice things where you can see that Unity's just making it work. Like, I mean, the weapons actually walk with the hero, <laughs> you know, in the character uh, instead of it like flying behind it, you know, just like little subtle things like that that you can just see being on a, on a cleaner game engine, just like those little issues go away. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the progress is great. I'm literally playing a build with it, uh, just to give the community transparency on why it took longer than expected. 
it all comes down to the server side infrastructure that we implemented in phaser uh, back in February. And I don't uh, if you've been in the community for a while, you remember that there was like this same kind of lull in development when server side was getting implemented. Um, and that's just because we thought server side was going to take less time than it did. It's it's sort of a complex infrastructure, but it's a necessary infrastructure for anything in this realm that we're dealing with. Because if you do client side stuff, you open up a lot of potential for exploits and issues, yada, yada, yada. Um, and now we just basically had the same thing happen with Unity, which is like, it's a complex code structure that like the Unity Studio had to take some time to get familiar with using and implementing in all the features across the board. And that's what kind of forced us to kick the can down the road. But the important thing is, is that now the game uh, with the build that I had on Friday is entirely functioning with the server-side infrastructure, which is huge. Um, so it's one of those things where it's taking longer than expected, but it's taking longer than expected because we're doing the right things and we're building it the, the right way. Um, but I, I'm feeling really optimistic. The uh, the Unity Studio is is working like you know is progressing like really well and is like interacting with the server side infrastructure very smoothly now. So I think once we get it out the door, um, then we're going to be able to really unlock uh, a lot uh, a lot more meaningful of a development cycle. Get a lot of things done. Yeah, you know I will say one thing, um, and this is one one of my takeaways from the work retreat um, is. Getting to talk to David uh, slash Excalibur and getting to know him uh, and like how his brain works and how much of, you know, how much knowledge he has in the back end of, of the development yeah. side. Right. And, you know, we, he talked a lot about, you know, the, the professionalism of, of the Unity team and, and how that's all working and going together. And I mean, just the way he was talking and the things he was talking about just makes me so much more bullish about the game that there really is a bright future ahead once Unity comes out, you know. Excalibur is like a, a is a giga brain and he <laughs> mentally operates on a longer time cycle than I do. I'm very of an erratic, like move fast person. And Excalibur is like a little bit more like, you know, these things take time and we're doing it the right way, not the fast way. Um, you know, like it, we started this project in like, you know, July of last year, but it was really like a small project from the get go. And we had like one engineer other than Excalibur for probably four or five months at, at the start mm -hmm. of the project. You know what I mean? And a lot of these things, like from the back end, at first it was all client side, you know what I mean? Which is easy to do. And like the actual combat engine, like wasn't that like sophisticated. Like our combat engine right now can transition to a multi-turn cycle just within the existing framework, right? So we could have a Magic the Gathering style, um, uh, you know, combat structure, right? Where like, you know, someone is the aggressor, but the the defender could be activating instance or could be activating, you know, parries or defense, all sorts of things. That's now baked into the code structure. That got baked into the code structure when we launched server side in March. So there's, I'm becoming more appreciative of like some of these things. You have to take the longer route because then you don't have to go back and redo it in six months yeah um and so i think we're making that same investment with with unity right now um and we're also like as a team kind of thinking about bigger things right and how to make the game like truly fun to play so one of the things adam's been working on really hard recently um is is like the, the complete overhaul to like how combat works and like how uh the classes work 
and we recently released like the class talent tree, which is awesome. Um, but Adam's really working, I think, and Adam, you can talk to it, too, but like to add more flavor and like, you know, decision-making and like uniqueness to all these different builds in the game. And as a team, we draft a lot of Magic the Gathering and you just see how good of a game it is, right? Where there's all of these different, you know, avenues to winning across all of these different like color combinations. Whereas Crypto Raiders in its current state, there's like one build that's always clearly the best and it's really hard to beat if they have the best gear, right? Um, but Adam, if you want to talk a little bit more about like, you know, what, what you're working on. Yeah. So one of the things that we were thinking of, like you mentioned, uh, is how you could have that, uh, turn priority kind of thing where I can, I can play an ability and then that would maybe give you a small window of opportunity to play something in response to maybe get a leg up on my opportunity or to get a leg up in that situation. So that type of, just that type of core gameplay, if we were to go ahead and add something like that, would add just by default, a lot more back and forth and a lot more timing and decision-making to uh, to the actions that you do. So something like that is pretty interesting. Um, another thing that we were thinking of, uh, and I don't want to go too too deep into it yet because it's still we're still figuring out how we're, how we're going to do it, but making all of the classes feel unique uh, instead yeah. of just, instead of all the classes use energy or all the classes use mana, one of the ways we could differentiate them other than just making it like this class likes to be likes to have a lot of strength or this class likes to be really tanky. Another way that you could differentiate it is by giving each class its own resource system. So something that we were thinking that seems pretty exciting is for the, uh, for the paladin, you could have paladins that want to be dark aligned or they want to be divine aligned. And when they start, they could have a, a, a resource system that in the, they start in the center. So they're not maxed out on one side. They're not empty on the other. And as they cast spells, it pushes them further in the direction of are they divine aligned or are they corrupted aligned? And they could have, it could be like a stance type system. So when you're, when you're dark, you're more of a glass cannon. When you're divine, you're more of a tanky healer. And th there's a lot of interesting things that you could do with that and because you could have people that could be hybrids and they could like ping in the middle mm -hmm. right yeah. and then you have people that go like all the way in one direction or the other but the thing is is if you go like all the way in the holy direction like once you've accrued a certain amount of like holy points like you can't use like uh, a uh, you know a dark ultimate or like a really powerful dark mm -hmm. ability because you're like too far on the holy side mm -hmm. i think it's really cool yeah, yeah that's a lot of complexity to like for the if, if in a pvp duel you know yeah. if i'm playing against that paladin like there's just so many questions that i have to to go through my head uh during that fight that i that i love and i think another thing that adam was looking at um in his you know this game design overhaul was his plan on you know this the item slots and, and narrowing down some of the overlapping items and introducing offhands that make sense for each class right um, mm -hmm. that way we're getting more of that specialization towards a true class system. Um, I, I thought that was also great and really excited to, to dive more into that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming up with, because right now it's also kind of weird, like when you build a raider, um, <clears throat> if you go mostly like intelligence and like a little bit of agility or a little bit of strength, you get, you get penalized for trying to do that and trying to be creative. So another way that you could do it is if you just don't penalize somebody for adding additional points of another class you could there's just much more build diversity you could maybe have like a, a wizard that wants to be a little tankier or a wizard that just wants to be full-on glass cannon like there, there are different ways that you could build it and then if the, if a metagame were to fully be built around the game 
then you get to where uh, Pokemon is at, where if you if you play competitive Pokemon, there's like, well, you use this many points in HP because this really popular Pokemon will attack and use this move pretty consistently. And if you have that much extra HP, you'll live the attack with three or four health and give you one one more turn. So there becomes a lot of just metagaming literally outside of the game where you're just trying to get those proper stat allocations. There's a question in chat. Uh, how, are we, how are we making classes? Scroll resets or locking characters into a choice? Is that, has that been discussed yet? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't fully like, decided on it. Obviously, you're going to get locked in, I guess you can use that terminology, to a class, <clears throat> right? It doesn't make sense in an RPG to allow people to just like, switch classes without like, you know, some sort of you know, punishment or whatsoever. Um, but it may not be like attached to like stat resets, right? Because if you think about stat resets functionality, that's something that you're going to want to do while staying in the same class, right? But maybe like a class penalty looks like, um, you know, if you want to switch classes, you kind of have to like go back through the gauntlet with the new class to accrue um, all of your talent points again, right? So maybe you like if you want to switch classes, you it, even if you're at max level, you have to go grind some dungeons and kind of like accrue your talent points again for that you know specific class or something like that. We haven't fully decided on it at the very beginning. We'll probably just make people like lock into a class, um, and if we're just trying to bootstrap it, we could just attach it to a scroll reset to begin with. But like when you're looking at it from like a a, a bigger you know picture frame, I think it's better that those things are disconnected because people won't, will want it. You want to you know price like a, a stat reset, like, or, or not even price it, but like make the penalty for a stat reset much lower than you'd want to make like the penalty for like switching classes. Mm -hmm. um, but you do still want to allow people to be able to switch classes. I mean, that's, that's one of the fun things, you know, in the game. And I mean, if you look at like World of Warcraft, if you want to switch classes, you have to start back at level one, right? I don't think we, you know, have to make it like nearly as painful as that. But like, one idea I had at the beach today, this is just a random idea. We've never talked about this before. It's not on the roadmap. But I was thinking it'd be super cool, like if people, uh, when they first choose the class, um, there's like some sort of like class training, like mechanism that happens. And basically all of the previous dungeons, you can grind through them and like get some class, like class specific mm -hmm. items at your eye level. Um, but like also the bosses are like all beefed up. Um, but they also could be like, and once again, this is on a big time frame, kind of training you in the class, right? So you could almost have to roll back through like the old dungeons and kind of get acclimated with like, okay, this is how you play as a paladin, right? But as you're like going through it, maybe you're able to get some class specific gear um, along the way. Just like a spitball idea I had, but you know, if someone wanted to restart and switch into another class, maybe they'd have to go through that like same kind of gauntlet, right? So like, you know, like learn the the class per se. But there's all sorts of things that uh, we can do to make it really cool. I think the most important thing, since we're a live game, is to just to get the you know class system into the game, right? Yeah. So if if we have to get into the game and like bootstrap, um, you know, uh, MVP it, I think it's important just to get it into the game because there's uh, you know Pavle and um, Devin and and Adam have been doing like really great things on the class like if you've looked at the mural board for the class like it's already these it's super in-depth we basically have like a a class system that feels like a really good rpg game um and i think we just want to get it into the game um and then we want to improve classes as well 
Um, so I think that's like the next thing on the docket if we want to release Unity quick or if we can get this done in like the next three weeks, maybe we launch it with like the polished version of Unity, which I think would be pretty hype. You know, you know who else is really looking forward to, you know, the classes um, and, you know, the, the different the different you know, skill trees and all of that and Unity obviously coming out is 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 right guy. Um, and that has to go in with the storytelling aspect of, of an RPG, right? You know, it, it's a role-playing game where it's it's really built around a story. And I know, like, uh, you know, we recorded an interview at, at the work retreat, and he talked a lot about, you know, being stuck in, in, in kind of like a, 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 a mode, right, where he can't really do much right now until the game gets a little more fleshed out. But, Ryguy, you want to talk about some ideas that maybe you have in regards to you know, the story, the story of Crypto Raiders and, and how that may look like in the future once Unity is out, classes are out. Like, do you have any ideas right now that you can kind of throw at us? Yeah, with, um, with I think from the retreat, actually, the, a lot of ideas uh, kind of came to me. Just playing Magic a bunch, um, I was inspired by Wizards of the Coast. And mm. they also, for, I mean, most people should, uh, will probably know this, but they also do Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and so I was really heavily inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. So when I got home, you know, uh, obsessed with magic, I went to um, I went to the store, the uh, the game store to buy some magic cards. And I also picked up a D&D campaign book and um, digging into that, like thinking of the story in a more chunked out thematic element. Not building a multiverse like they do in D&D necessarily, but um, just chunking things apart and, and building stories within an entire world. Because you think of RPGs and, and a lot of people, um, you're the main character, right? Well, in, in an MMO, you're not the main character per se. And some you are, but when you're really talking about massively multiplayer, everyone is and therefore no one is. Yeah. Um, and so like, I want to build out these big stories that have an impact, but they're not the only story. They're not the story. Um, and so I want to have a lot of different elements uh, chunked out, thematic, storylines. Um, like right now I have right next to me uh, Strixhaven, which is which is from Magic, um, turned into a D&D campaign book. Um, and it's all about uh, being in this, uh, this like academic setting. And so we can totally do that within crypto raiders something like that where you're where you're looking at like you're going to go into an ice cavern and there's a whole storyline throughout this ice cavern and so we can look at that in the axe and we can flesh those out further and turn them into their own thematic elements um but i'm really looking forward to just like creating a bunch of different stories so that it feels like we're actually in our own little universe yeah, I, I love that, Ben. And uh, first of all, just to show how excited Ben came coming out of the retreat, the day, like Monday, he literally got the uh, action priority matrix board on Miro. And it was just so awesome to see. Um, and and uh, j just shows that, you know, Ben's coming back swinging. I think most of the team, everybody on the team is coming back swinging and uh, uh, just just ready to hit it running. Um, uh, one thing that Ben touched on too, though, is is Magic the Gathering, right? Magic the Gathering has been around for 20 years, and every three months they do this cycle, um, this new cycle, right? Path of Exile. Every three months they do the same cycle. Uh, Rai Guy just talked about 
being able to release this like really exciting content, right? I feel strongly that over the next six months, we need to just sprint to get the game to the best game state possible. And then we need to switch to this three month expansion cycle where people just get a huge amount of content all at once in new features and new things to do. And it's incredibly exciting. There is something very powerful about like the three month cycle, right? It's, it's sort of like, if you get a cookie every day, is a cookie really special? No, it's not, right? But like, if you get a cookie once a week, you know, that's a, that's a special cookie. And as you're getting older, like me, you can't have a cookie every day, right? You'll start to have some issues. Um, so I think it's the same kind of thing. It's a human psycho psychological thing. Like, you know what I mean? Imagine would World of Warcraft have had the same hype that it's had if instead of doing these expansions like Burning Crusade, right? And Wrath of the Lich King and all these expansions, if they just dripped out a little content every week, you know what yeah. I mean? There's something to, to be said about the expansion format. So I think it, it's not something that we're going to switch to immediately. But if you look at the next six months, that gets us to close to December, right? And if we just grind out all of that content, like December is a very big gaming month. And then if we switch to like this three-month expansion cycle and just come out with like a huge expansion in March, like I think switching to that kind of um, development cycle will let us like accomplish bigger things. Uh, I think there's a reason why some of the best games out there are on those kind of cycles. Like Magic the Gathering is on that. Path of Exile is on that. World of Warcraft is on that. They're on that for a reason. It works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just a marketing or a, a hype perspective, right? It's also from like an operations perspective. Exactly. Where it allows just, you to clearly set your yeah. goal and then ruthlessly pursue it over the next, you know, 13 weeks. Hit a, a big release and then you realign onto your next large goal. And it just really lets you focus on those large wins as opposed to, you know, worrying about one week, you know, sentiment changes. Um, so I, I think it's just a far superior model um, looking at it when, you know, POE like laid it all out in numbers uh, in that video from the GDC talk was yeah awesome to see. Um, so, yeah, I think like everybody drew a lot from that. I know I personally got a lot out of that GDC talk that we watched. Yeah. And Cash Washa, Cash Washawa says big risk equals big rewards um, would make raids more exciting. Even if you don't die, risking losing an item or something, possibly getting something else would be interesting. Like one of the big things that like I took away from, you know, the retreat is that we just need to make our content like more compelling, more rich, more exciting, right? That's like the lifeblood of the game. We're in a crypto bear market, right? The the crypto games that are going to win on a two, three, four year horizon are going to have the game that's the most fun to play. I am so confident in that. I am so, so confident in that because that's the only thing that makes sense when you're like looking at a big horizon. So uh, Kasha Washer talked about uh, big risk, big rewards. One of the things that uh, we've been talking about is permadeath leagues. And I think there's, uh, we, we kind of took this from the Path of Exile thing, right? Which is that every three months, Path of Exile releases a new season. And with that new season, there's like a new permadeath like league mode and you can keep running your standard character and that standard character can accumulate more stuff over time but people love going in and they love the reset right and imagine if we could launch like a permadeath league with some new content on top and everyone that enters the permadeath league resets their character to level one and they like battle through all the way to the end game and you attach some rewards to it you attach some custom nfts that they get Maybe there's some Raider as reward. Maybe there's some Orem as a reward at the end of it. Um, but the, I, I think that would be a really exciting way to do permadeath. Um, 
And also the nice thing about permadeath is it would, uh, you know, fix like the little bit of the oversupply that we have right now. But also just to touch on that, when I look at the supply, like if we're building a great game that like people are going to want to play, right? And it's one of the most exciting crypto games to play out there. And the floor price is 20, 30, 40 bucks. People are going to jump at that opportunity. Mm. And we have 68,000 um, raiders. If, if we're trying to make a great game, like I think we can get more than that in terms of unique players, right? So um, I think that we're in a situation right now where we just have to continue to grind and build the guest, like the best game possible out there um, in terms of RPGs on the market. You know, we're not trying to compete with Alluvium. They're going to make a great um, auto chess game, right? There's first person cheater games coming to the market, but I think we can make a really fun Maple Story esque. Um, you know, combined with RuneScape World of Warcraft kind of game that is also super mobile friendly. And I think that's one of the most untapped things out there. Like I see where our game is heading directionally and we're trying to build like a RuneScape World of Warcraft game, but it's in a fidelity that you can run on mobile very easily. And I, when I go around and I try to play all these mobile RPG games, there's such an element missing there. And that's one of the big things with the unity studio as well is we're looking to uh, scale up that team and they're going to be able to build a mobile app version of our game, which I think is going to let us, you know, unlock a lot of new opportunities, but um, long rant, full circle, big risk, big rewards. <laughs> we're looking at, we're looking at things to do. We're looking to do a permadeath league. I think it would be a really exciting thing to um, integrate into the game. Yeah. That was actually one of the key bullet points I wanted to hit on was the permadeath league, because I come from Diablo hardcore seasonal, you know, game mode. Right. And I love that, that aspect of going into the seasonal and trying to get the best rewards from the seasonal, seasonal hardcore mode. Cause that's where the best rewards were. And also like if you die, it's it, that's it. It's game over. Right. And you got to start a new character. And that's what really intrigued me about crypto Raiders. Uh, and yeah, like when, when that got on the list of ideas, like that, that that was the first thing I like. Let's do that. Like that's the best thing I think we could do right now. Like that's gonna be so totally. Awesome. And, and and Nikolai has a great uh, response. I wonder if the whole mo mobile version with a thirty dollar price tag, uh, but people get a raider and a set wallet would spike more folks. Um, that yeah, that could uh, definitely <clears throat> be the case. Um, I here's the thing is that I think a lot of times people they don't just look at like the you know they the floor prices aren't great, right? Like crypto's in a huge bear market. Um, but when you look at the bigger picture, there's like a lot of people that are just playing crypto raiders because they're having fun. And that's such a powerful thing. And if you look at the amount of unique wallets that own crypto raiders, and if you look at the uh, analytics that Peter's uh, put together, like we have a lot of people playing the game right now, regardless of the market conditions. And that's very powerful. And if we just continue to build a great game, the floor price strategy that we have right now is going to pay off. Like I know it's going to pay off because it's going to make like people, I think games really have a potential to thrive in a bear market, especially if we're shipping great content because it's something to do. It's yep. something to take your mind off of. Right. Yep. Like, like in a bear market, what utility is a PFP giving you other than a declining price? You know what I mean? Versus like a game where you're playing in it and you feel like you're like that you see the long-term potential. Like I, I feel very, very confident in the decision making that we've made as a team. There's a lot of projects out there that probably don't have a lot of capital to build with, right? 
there's probably not a lot of projects that are actively hiring right now. We're actively looking at like four roles to expand our team because we're buckling in and we know with the runway that we have, like we can make a great game in the next two years. And if you are a senior unity dev, or if you have a strong <laughs> math background and you want to apply that math background to game design, crypto Raiders is hiring. And also if you're not that person, but you know someone that is that person, we are also giving a $2,500 USDC referral fee. So hit it up, hiring at CryptoRaiders.gg. Right, we are gonna, hiring. I'm going to go we spam a whole bunch of emails. We are expanding, <laughs> and we are going to win. I love that. In fact, that doesn't make you bullish out there. I mean, I don't know what will. Uh, everyone is such in, in such a tough market right now. It's such a tough market right now, and to realize how much of a run, runway we have to build upon, like that 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 alone should make you uh, you know excited for the future. Like I, I don't know if you all saw the uh, like uh, YC uh, like Combinator uh, Y Com whatever it's called. I, I'm, I'm terrible at names. Um, very reputable Sil Silicon Valley um, incubator essentially. Right. And they have, uh, it, you know, in investments in a lot of big companies out there. They sent an email out to like every single founder in their portfolio. And they said, like, you need to make your burn. And essentially in, in, in startups, a burn is your runway, how many months you have to operate. They're like, you need to stretch your burn as long as possible. If you're able to get investment money in, you need to get it in right now. And they're saying like, you need to try to survive for the next two years. But they also said the last time this had in a cycle, the people that do survive, they capture market share and they come out winning. And I'm just like sitting there feeling so happy and confident in the fact that we we're not sitting on six months of burn. We're not sitting on a year of burn. You know what I mean? We have three years of burn. We actually have technically four years of burn right now, but like I say three, cause we're hiring. Right. And we have three years of burn to really build something um, fantastic here. So I, I feel really strong. I feel really confident. We have a great team and we have, we have two years to make a phenomenal game. And I think we can do that. And I think in the next six months, all of the people that are playing the game right now are going to feel so good about sticking around. Yeah, I think one of the things we kept talking about at the work retreat is how a year from now, a year, like the next work retreat, we're going to have a completely different game. You know, it's going to be completely different. And that, that to me is exciting to just to see what, what that future, that future is going to look like, um, you know, with, with a completely new game in our, in our hands. Yeah. If you think about it, like where we're at with Crypto Raiders, it's like, it's like maybe pre-alpha still like there's still so yeah. much more mm -hmm. to grow and so much more things to be implemented like there and there's just the the basic uh turn-based battler there's there's a lot of room for some really fun gameplay some a lot of room for good complexity and it's just a matter of getting it all built and getting it the the rails and guidelines kind of put in there yeah, like imagine when we're going into like 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 you know three v three five v five scenarios. You have a team like, and you're all different classes like interacting in a different way. Like, like that that's the I, I keep going back to these like boring things, but like a lot of time like like development like it's not it's not just features, right? It's also like infrastructure. That's one of the things that like Axie Infinity got knocked for last year during their huge bull run. People were like, we're all the new features. And if you actually paid attention to 
what the you know uh leadership team was like saying they were like we had to move everybody to scale <laughs> like they moved everybody they're like what are you building not doesn't matter come over here you need to help us scale up the infrastructure right there's a lot of boring infrastructural stuff that happens but like the server side infrastructure right now it can already support multiplayer interactions like uh whenever we implement an ability into the game like we have modifiers that we have to include and one of it's like who you can target can you target self can you target ally or can you target enemy right like the infrastructure is already built for us to be able to go in into these like 3v3 combat situations um which i think will be really exciting but like i think a lot of people in the community they're sort of getting content burnout and can you really blame them right they're doing the same interaction like over and over and over again, right? Like you go in, you fight a boss, um, you pop your abilities, et cetera, right? Like Croc, sure, you fight like a little rat and then you go fight the boss. Um, uh, or you just run away. Yeah, or you just <laughs> run away. I'm blanking on the name of the other one, but like we did a cool mechanic where you can like blow the candle and like there's a chance of getting like the four awakening. different, yeah. the awakening, yeah, awakening. exactly. You, you can get like four different bosses, right? That's kind of cool. But like we really need to take the content to like the next level, right? Where it's like, it feels really fresh and it feels like really fun. And tying back to, you know, some of the things we talked about at the retreat with Path of Exile, they do so much interesting stuff on the procedural generation. And we have the procedural generation infrastructure built in. So like, if you notice, like every map is different, but like you go to the same boss and you fight the same thing, right? But we have like a huge potential to like add so much more depth to the content. Um, and like that's something that I think we really want to accomplish in the next couple of months as well is just making like the game more fun to play because even with all of the awesome work that the game designers are doing right now on the classes right it's going to add so much more depth to the game but if you're still going into these very linear PVE combat scenarios uh, it's just going to get stale and it is getting stale and we need to innovate on that the big thing though that I'm super excited for and this may be my personal bias because I'm a PVPer but uh, uh, Sathir is working on true PvP, live PvP right now um, to go into the Unity client, which I think is going to be massively exciting. Because if you pair this this really deep class system with true PvP, that's fun. Mm -hmm. That's fun. We're going to see a lot of leaderboard grinding. Yeah, I think that's a ton of fun. You know, the introduction of, you know, true PvP. For me, you know, I'm not, you know, as big on the pvp side you know maybe as unique for me it's more of like the overworld implementation and totally. you know actually getting to be able to get into a social setting with my character mm -hmm. freely moving yes. him around in, in an area and hanging out and then you know taking him into instances. overworld big yeah which is huge you know and uh ken and, and andrea have made a ton of of strides in that regard i just got another six yeah, fresh Tiro, can you in. just like walk walk through like everything that's happening on like the art side yeah. and like the hiring that you've made and like all of the stuff that's coming out of that department. Cause like when I look at our game, there's three things there's dev game design and art. Like if I, if I disappeared in a boating accident, like people would, I'm, they would miss me, but crypto Raiders is going to be just fine. Cause there's three <laughs> departments that really matter. Dev game design and art. So can you tell us a little more about what's like going in on the art side right now? And all of it, it I mean, the team scaled up what double over the yeah. past couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. We brought on, you know, four additional, uh, hires for the art team, you know, each person working on a, a different segment. Um, so, you know, uh, Andrea is focused entirely on the overworld. So he has, you know, almost the full building sets completed. Uh, the tile set for the overworld is nearly done. 
the map of the overworld. Um, so that is all coming together and, and ready to just give to the dev team when we get into to Unity. Um, another thing we're working on is completely resizing all of the characters, right? So we can add in uh, more detail on, you know, armor, more gear slots, um, just adding customization options, right? We feel that one of the biggest opportunities, you know, for, you know, an Orem sink and uh, for, you know, economic growth is, you know, cosmetics, right? And right now with the limited size of Raiders, it's extremely hard to to do much with those cosmetics, right? Plus, you need somewhere to go show them off, which is the overworld, right? Um, so I think those, they go very, you know, hand in hand um, with each other. Um, another thing we're working on, uh, Ben and I, uh, with uh, Azhash from the community is an awesome little graphic novel um, that Ben wrote. And uh, I, I posted something on Twitter the other day, of some uh, just like sketch art. Um, but the, the concept is really, really cool. I love Az's style. Um, just another opportunity for a little bit more story make uh, storytelling and, and depth to the to the Crypto Raiders universe. Um, and then another thing we're working on is a. Hey, can I give really... a quick shout out to Azhash? Um, yeah, j just one of those staples of the community. Um, that just it, it's funny that you mentioned him because I literally just pinged him back because he said, "Do I have an issue if I can name almost every boss and every gear loot in the game?" <laughs> and I replied, "I hope that never changes." Dude, Az is awesome. I've loved his art from the beginning when we would do the fan art contests. And he started doing it even before that just for fun. Um, so when we were looking at, you know, hiring somebody uh, to do this graphic novel, it just made total sense to, to go with Az. Um, another thing we're working on, and it goes kind of in tandem with, you know, once we get the you know, mobile app up, you know, you can't have a mobile app without a really badass quality game trailer, right? You need something that people look at and just get excited and fired up about the game. Um, so we're also engaging with a, a really, really top-notch uh, animation studio um, that's done, you know, some really high-quality stuff for games like Enter the Gungeon, you know, uh, for us. Uh, and I'm really excited about getting that out, uh, getting more hype going on the game. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, after that, dude, we're working on, you know, Endless Dungeon, you know, version 2 concept art. You know, we've got all those mounts that we've been leaking, you know, over the past a uh, few weeks um coming oh, the mounts so. are so sick Jeez. i mean that's the so thing dope. is like there's just a couple key components that we have to tie into mm -hmm. the game but like you're so right Tyrell. like it's the overworld it's like when people can roll up in one of those rare mounts that they got i mean that that's just one of the best feelings in the world that's one of the yeah. best feelings in the world 100 percent. that was one of my favorite things about uh that heroes of the storm game was all the cool fun mounts that you could cruise around in like i had this giant golden like chicken uh, that I used to cruise around in, or I had this like uh, this really cool like floating like limo thing that I would I would ride in. Um, so like I, you can just see like the natural synergy, right? Like why can't I cruise around in my sunburnt Weedle? You know, like I want to ride sunburnt Weedle through, through through the overworld, or you know the headless chicken. Um, there's just so many fun things that we can do there. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm just excited for us to get through. You know this you know, this polishing of unity and then really look to, to move forward with the gameplay and, and just crank that and ruthlessly pursue uh, the priorities, man. We, we've got so many good ideas, you know, for the game. It's just a matter of, of delivering, delivering. Yep. Man. I feel like the floodgates yeah, are going to open once unity drops. Like, I don't even Dude, think the they, same, I don't think the, the community's ready. I, I agree, bro. Dude, I the agree. exact same thing happened with server side. Cause I remember it, yeah. it was like all like half of January and all of February got eaten up by server side. 
the difference was is that like we were in like a crypto bull market so like people didn't care as much yeah. but like the same thing's happening now with unity there's just these like big infrastructure plays that you have to make and it slows some things down but it's so essential to like the long-term roadmap for the game that like I, I think once we get unity in we're scaling up the unity studio they're fantastic and we're hiring a senior senior unity dev for our team so we're gonna have like literally like two attack teams like special force you know what i mean like navy seals and give me another one green beret or we want to do the british one what's the british one uh, or the french MI, one mi6 yeah, right mi6 oh that's spies. That's spies. Yeah, that's it's spies. in the SAS. SAS, baby. Okay, so yeah. we, got, we got our SAS oh team. We already have the SAS. Europe, <laughs> Unity Studio. And then we got the Navy SEAL team from the States. <laughs> and we're just going to be able to attack all of these different things in in in, uh, in Unity. And, and I'm stoked. Really, like, I think there, there's a couple of key components. But, like, we need the overworld, right? And we need, like, true PvP with this class system. Mm. Like, both of those, it just makes the combat so much better and then it just makes the social experience so much better and then after that we just have to hit a couple of dingers like we have to hit out like disenchanting and crafting we have to hit out like trading in game or an auction house in game right like we knock out like the, the, the those sets of things is, is incredibly doable over the next couple of months and like we get that out in the game from a depth standpoint is is at another level um quick if any of you don't know this one of the things that sold me on uh zero um pretty much pretty much everybody every every single person just did something at the event like i langley worked so hard to the point that sometimes we were mad because we were trying to like draft <laughs> magic the gathering at 9 p.m at night and we're like where's langley and he's over like video editing in the corner um <laughs> But one of the awesome things about Adam was Wednesday morning, we all wake up and I'm like trying to get a coffee and like all of this stuff. And like all day, I just see like Adam on his phone, just chilling. And he'll just kind of like casually say some things. He's like, yeah, so was this boss supposed to be harder for like this and that? And he's like, ah, nah, like it's, it's like popping like brace too much or something. And it's just like not very strong. And eventually I asked him around like maybe like noon or something. I'm like, Adam, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just blazing through all of my characters. Like it's, it's, it's reset day. Um, <laughs> And just seeing that grind, you know what I mean, at our own game, I'm like, you know, th this guy is a uh, is a real winner. Uh, my favorite story well, and the and the dedication on uh, we wake up one morning and there's a pizza box uh, <laughs> with all these scribbles on it. Yes, <laughs> dude, it's like the missing the pizza box. Piece to the staff Did anyone take a picture of that? Oh yeah, I wish. I, oh yeah, Cheerio, you got one. I I, no, I yeah, didn't take I'll, it I'll, I'll, I'll share it in Discord. I got one. That <laughs> was good. legendary, dude. Adam, Adam and I were up eating pizza at like 3.30 a.m., dude. And, and I go to bed, and then Adam just goes to town on the pizza box, dude. It's this game design. And then he took it and he turned it into an awesome doc, you know. Well, but, uh, I mean, I it looks, it looks better than his slides proposal, to be honest. <laughs> well, it, it, Excalibur and I, w like, got up relatively early compared to, you know, everyone else. And I remember we were, uh, I was like, dude, let's like just uh, play a quick 1v1 in Magic the Gathering. And I'm like playing the game and I look over at this like pizza box and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? I look at it and it's like looking at like the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't translate all of it 
but you're like like something significant is here like you can almost feel like the energy radiating i'm like oh, what the so fuck does he mean by like this into constitution and then like yeah. vitality instead of this and then like you know dave's like you're you're going i'm like i put the pizza box down and i play play my turn and i read the pizza box again my favorite story my favorite story is it's like 4 a.m and this is the last day Sathir was was with us uh, and, and him and Sarah are in the, the movie theater room playing on, on the Wii. And, and Sarah was like, you know, it's like 4, 4.30 a.m., guys. It's like 4.30 a.m. And we had a couple, they had a couple beers by this time. And, and Sarah was there sitting. He's like, Sathir, like, I think if we add plus 10 and negative 5 and 4, maybe you code it this way. And Sathir's like, bro, I can't. I can't even talk about this right now. But this is Sarah just trying. He's just working at 4.30 a.m. He's like, let's, like, Sarah, let's go, bro. All in. <laughs> A word for because a lot of games have magic resistance, but I was trying to find like a cool word for magic resistance that's not <laughs> generic magic resistance. And I couldn't, if you can think of something, and also in chat, if you guys have a cool idea, like I can't think of a like I was thinking like maybe like hex something, like but I can't find like the word that fits that's not just regular magic resistance. Yeah, I bet there's something in uh. <laughs> Uh, Rye guys, dungeon the uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be like something. Like, basically, what you're asking for is like anti magic. It's almost like anti matter, right? There's got to be like a cooler name for that. Um, Most games like, just use magic resistance. I, I and like I was thinking for like I was just trying to figure something out, and like uh, there was one other thing I thought of. It was also a two word thing. Like, it's not coming to my mind right now. It was like magic resistance and just spell shield. Nikolai says spell shield. Yeah. Repulsion magic. Repulsion. Like repulsion magic. Repulsion sounds cool. Even take the magic one. out. Just call it repulsion. You know what so, I mean? The one that I found that I like the most so far is will. Will? Is kind, yeah, it's kind of like constitution, but instead it's like will. Like for, yeah, like, like you yeah, have the yeah. will to like withstand fortitude. the magic. Yeah. yeah, fortitude, exactly. I have given my soul to the <laughs> Mahala God, and you cannot break me, <laughs> silly wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Magic just deflects off of his armor. <laughs> right. Deflection. Oh, yeah, I saw the pizza box and I like I was reading it. And I'm like, Zara, what is what is the what's the uh, dodge toggle? You know, what's what's this, dude? <laughs> I, I had to get the I had to get the, the the deciphering, dude, from from the man himself. But yeah, dude, uh, I I feel like that's just another like uh, good example of like in person interactions that we just never could have had on Discord. Yeah. Or you know through through Zoom. Um, just really getting to see how people's, you know, brain work. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, you know, Nick mentioned it about uh, Langley. I mean, yeah, the guy, the guy just, you know, grinding 24 seven, creating content, you know, working hard um, and, you know, so many people on our team really just getting to see uh, what quality, you know, individuals they are and uh, the great stuff that they bring to the table. Uh, we, We're all here we really, to win. Yeah, man. We got a, a really, really dedicated team that wants to do big things. You know, it's just a matter of aligning ourselves behind, a set of goals and, and pursuing them uh, 100% and delivering on them. Uh, I've so had I, two IPAs. I just I just did a leak in uh, Twitch chat. Good lad. Good lad. What I just lad. did a leak I in Twitch click chat. This is from one of our game designers. This is oh, just yeah. a fun little mini yeah. game yeah. Oh, that was prototype yeah. that we're working on. Um, and and uh, we're we're looking at um, having this is MZO. And we're looking at, at having MZO uh, host a Crypto Raiders <laughs> hackathon. Ooh, that shit has where sound people effects. are going to. Yeah, the music's in there and everything. 
So he's basically creating almost like a Warcraft 3 like mod kit in um in like construct so that we can do we can host a hackathon event maybe That's over great. like a week or like a couple of days or something like that and we have just like a fun USDC prize pool and just like see what people can come up with um but yeah I mean this this took him like you know 2 hours to make so It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah, like yeah. I I, I I'm got playing it right six. now. I'm gonna, yeah, I know. Let, let's see what you can get to, dude. Yeah, I'm not doing um, <laughs> But you could just see, like, I mean, if if with, with like, the toolkits that he loaded in, if he was able to do this in a couple of hours, like, imagine if we, like, attach, like, a like a significant prize pool. Uh, like, bear markets for building, right? What if we can get awesome builders coming in and building things on the Crypto Raiders ecosystem? That'd be pretty awesome. Like, right? you can make some pretty... I feel like there's a lot of different game concepts that exist uh that people could do i know axie infinity even talked about doing something kind of like that and they had i remember seeing on twitter people posting videos of like an axie infinity moba or like an axie infinity um exactly like just all kinds of different gameplay but the thing is is that you need to get it on you need to get all of the uh data on like a toolkit right where like these people can just pull it all in very easily into like a code base and that's what mzo is doing is he's like loaded all of our art and all of our assets into like an html5 so sort of similar to phaser but like into html5 like uh, like code engine so that we can uh, like start to let people build on top of that right and we could get all sorts of like interesting like adam like you said like um uh mobas or tower defense games oh, or etc yes. and if we can and if we can fund some of that with with the smart treasury management that we've made right if we can fund some of that for the ecosystem there's some really cool things that could be made bear markets for are for building imagine if our team is building a core game but we also facilitate people to build all of these other games on top right some of the biggest I, i've said this before all of all game innovation comes from mods mm-hmm. that's what no one realizes yeah. like the the, the top uh, studios out there they do not innovate they build on top of their existing ip but the innovation always comes from mods right uh battle royale is the single biggest game mode out there for first person shooter it literally was it came from a mod from an arma 2 or actually before that an arma 1 mod and they built it out for years and years and years and then all of the big studios just like took and ran with it right imagine if we can create a um a web three structure that allows mods to build on top of our ecosystem, uh, but they actually benefit from it instead of getting none of the upside and then having a big studio take their idea and run with it. Imagine if like we can create that sort of ecosystem on top of crypto raiders. So that's one of the many things that we have just kind of like running in the background. Like one of the things we're not trying to do, as we said, is over promise and under deliver. So some of these things we're just kind of like pushing along and then when we're ready to, you know, get the engine rolling we'll be ready yeah and if you look at like um auto battlers mobas even like uh commander like the the magic game mode commander or like exactly the, or edh those Dude, are I, t- I talk community. so much shit about you adam about commander and then <laughs> i actually now that i've been playing magic more and i did like i got onto like the reddits and everything like it's de facto the number one game mode mm-hmm. i didn't know that yeah it's the most popular game mode because it's just it's it's less competitive there, there are so many people that I think there are more people who want to play a game casually than they want to play the game competitively. 
there there's a small there, there's a dedicated group of people that want to play your game competitively for sure but a lot of people aren't aiming to be top one percent top five percent they're just there to play the game and to have fun with pe- with people that they know yep yeah i think you see that like you know in uh almost every game uh that you play right like it's a small percentage of players that actually participate in the high end of competitive gameplay or and that's what i fucked up a little bit is i <laughs> i've been pushing us so hard to like for like the one percent of like hardcore like pvp um but i mean we have been improving the game along the way but you're like you guys are totally spot on like we need to be building more like that's why fishing everyone talks about fishing so much it's just a fun casual game mode um and i love our unity studio team um they uh they hit me up they actually thought like us uh hiring for the senior unity dev role was like us not being happy with them and in reality like (laughs) We're, we're looking to expand the team there as well. We just need someone on our team that understands this, you know, this, this code base uh, to, to, you know, help like level up our internal team as well. But they were like messaging and they're like, as soon as we get unity out, like fishing, no problem. Like couple of weeks, we can crank it. Um, and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I really think like, you know, getting unity to parity and releasing, it's just going to unlock like so many great things. Get star loop studios, just hitting dingers. Yeah, I think Langley said it best, like the floodgates really just open up, you know, getting both dev teams, you know, uh, now that we're, you know, getting to parity and getting them just focused on new features, it's it's full steam ahead, you know, um, and I, I love this idea of the mods, man, I like, we, we loved those games, you know, playing Dota, yeah. playing, you know, the OG Battle mm. Royale, I remember goofing off with you in Arma 2 and in oh, dude. Dave, and OG having stuff. a great time, dude. Dude, Arma 2 had the clunkiest, like, like movement whatsoever dude but it was like yeah. so beautiful like when you had a decked out gun and you're just like crouched like sniping a guy <laughs> hey adam monk uh adam muck what's up adam muck uh long time member of the community he's awesome he says we gotta talk about zero's outfit at top golf <laughs> and there's actually a pretty funny story behind that so uh, if someone funny. wants to walk through that i, we... I, I take responsibility I, I approved it uh you know adam came to me before we went out and he's like uh hey matt can i like wear like these pajama pants to golf? and you know, i'm like you know i would probably put on some shorts or something you know uh and he goes back into his room and i'm like okay so he's putting on shorts thank god he comes back out with the, the button-up shirt with <laughs> with the pajama pants. <laughs> it <opposite> the van. <laughs> I'm like, what a legend, dude. And I don't know if you saw, like, Adam, I think, like, Legally posted the picture. Someone posted the picture, and Adam replied, and he's like, I, I didn't fully appreciate how much that outfit matched until I saw a picture of it. It actually low-key did match in this, like, really interesting way. Like, it looks good. But he, he, here's my thing, Adam Monk. You don't want your uh, you don't want one of your game designers showing up to Top Golf like dressed like a golfer. That's yeah. what you want a game designer <laughs> showing up to Top Golf dressing at. And then you do not want your game designer top scoring either <laughs> at, at, at Top Golf. And uh, you want the game designer to have that have zero social awareness of what's going on. They just want to <laughs> just focus yes. on the game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh... <laughs> And then we had uh, we had one more pitcher. Like, remember it was like eighty percent full on the way out, and uh, I, I forget who who egged him on. It was Ken. Ken egged him on, uh, and Ben said something like uh, to Adam, like, "I bet you, uh, I bet you won't drink that whole pitcher." And, <laughs> uh, and, and Adam like took a big sip out of it, and he's like, "You know, I'm done." And Ken's like, "Oh, you, you know, 
it's really easy being the guy just challenging other people. And Ben's like, watch this. It just takes down the whole picture. And then we get home and I'm like, oh no, Ben's about to go night night. And we're about to draft all night. And this guy rallied like an absolute <laughs> champ, got through the drafts. That was such a fun final night. Like just to. Fell asleep clutching his deck. That's where you got that Fels- picture. That yeah. was, that, that was that a legend. Is. I did go night night very quickly eventually, but uh, <laughs> I made it through the draft. Yeah, he uh, oh. he passed he passed out uh, on the couch like as he was finalizing his uh, his deck choice. <laughs> I think he literally said like fifteen minute like... nap. He's like, I need a fifteen minute nap, and just goes night night. Um, I remember that night because I drafted an incredibly strong deck that just uh, went Slayer mode. Um, was that the Kamigawa one? The Kamigawa night? Nope, that was the most recent one. Uh, the that Mafia one. Nuka yeah, Penna. No, yeah. I, I think he fell asleep a different night. I don't think it was the Nuka Penna. No, yeah, he fell asleep the he fell asleep the Kamigawa, Kamigawa night. night. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a green black red combo or something like that. Uh green black. Yeah, I think it was red, dude. It it's was green, it black, was so red. dirty. So much match. removal. Yeah. yeah. It was great. But now that I've been playing a little bit on uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, I've been playing a I think it's a green, red, white deck and it's uh slapping. Yeah, I'm liking the uh, the Kamigawa set. I think the best out of everything we played. I aped into like a hundred dollars worth of Magic the Gathering arena packs. <laughs> Let's, Let's go! go. It's, it's just opening them up, dude. I got so uh, many gems, man. It's market research. Here's the yeah. thing, dude. Think about this. Like, what if you could apply tax that deductible. three month like ex- ex- tax deductible? Exactly. What if you could apply that three month like same kind of like content expansion cycle to like Crypto Raiders? You know what I mean? Like, how cool would that be? Like, you know, the Kamigawa, the Nuka Penna, like, these different, like, expansions that lead you into different areas and the art style is a little bit different and the opponents you're facing are a little bit different, right? But it's like, if you look at Magic the Gathering, if you look at Path of Exile, like, everybody plays it in the first couple of weeks and then it, you know, slowly drops off, slowly drops off and the next cycle, everybody plays it again. Uh, But there's, like, something really powerful about that, that cycle. Well, that's what's yeah, fun I love how you can see like the the artist who did the artwork for yes. the art, mm-hmm. and yes. Adam's like, "Oh, I love this artist!" Like, like players get really into like they almost like they know the person who who created that card. Seth um, McKinnon, that guy is like a legend. Yeah, exactly and, what I mean is that is that he Adam knows who he likes to to pull cards from, like just for the art alone. Uh, which I think is is an awesome experience for players. Yeah, look at ninety percent vegan saying con- content obsolescence is pretty standard in MMOs that don't run seasonals. And I think obsolescence is a bad word, right? Which is basically like a a, a you know basically saying your content goes stale. Uh, but then he also has a really great concept uh, comment that RuneScape is more like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's eternal, right? And there's a balance in both, right? There's but also RuneScape does add new content in. But like they don't, if I'm understanding correctly, they, they don't expand the world, which is what a lot of these other, you know, um, expansion yeah. cycles do is they like expand the world. Like RuneScape just adds more content to the existing world. Well, I think that's sort of like the, you know, D&D style structure that Ben. Oh, it's Deegis. <laughs> I knew it. I could smell it. Is. it. It's 90% Deegis, man. Vegan, baby. I like it, dude. Never go uh, 100% in anything in life. <laughs> So that's where the D structure is really great right because it allows like for one thematic element and then lots of side mm-hmm. quests and side stories within one element so you're able to extract a lot of content out of one theme and then you can kind of move into these other themes as like this the game and story well, progresses it, and the other thing with the expansion cycles too is that it 
it um like one of the things if you notice about the progression of our game is like since like eye levels like are just constantly like moving up you know what i mean with every new content thing that comes out it creates this natural like item imbalance and like all sorts of like issues but like if we went to an expansionary cycle then like we could re release a huge depth of content and have it all within like the same eye level ranges and add like a lot of depth to the item tables without creating like this like very like one lane highway thing right where there's only one car that can always be in the front um yeah. and instead like releasing like like a magic magic imagine magic the gathering if they launch new sets but they only like dripped out like five of the cards every week right yeah. it would just create these like massive imbalances be and then you'd get to the end and then when you get to the end people want new content anyways instead of like just releasing all the content at the same time and there's so much depth to the playability but then there's also like so much equality to the loot distribution where like we've released <laughs> all this new content and everyone's playing through it but like you know the paladins feel good and the wizards feel good and the druids feel good instead of it being like this like one lane highway where it's like okay druids are number one right now okay now wizards are number one because we're releasing like one piece of content at a time and just yeah. mathematically you can't have a deep loot table Al although there are some ways that you can do it um uh, Langley, uh, it, who were the people that we had on the last Council of Elders? Uh, Kennebear? Kennebear, she, Dan Kennebear, Kennebear and Dan. Yeah, yeah Kennebear had this great uh, thing, or, or, <clears throat> or maybe her uh, uh, her boyfriend did, Dan. which was Dan, that which was um, that you could make the loot tables on a dungeon you, like uh, uh, variable based on the class, right? Yeah. So that is actually like another way that you can just like drip out one dungeon but it, there's still a lot of loot table distribution without overinflating the loot table because mm -hmm. like you can make it class specific. I think that was like a really good insight. That's why I love these council of, uh, you know, elder things when the community hops on and just, you know, brain dumps ideas on us. Yeah. And doing it in that way as well is also pretty helpful because if you're in a position where like one type of class is struggling a little bit, you can make, you can tailor make something to help them out a little bit more. Uh, and you can just kind of monitor what's going on with the metagame. And if, if you feel like a certain type of armor or a certain piece of equipment should come in, you can just kind of go in there, get it made, and then you can patch up the metagame a little bit like that. One thing that really stuck with me when yeah, out of that GDC talk was uh, from Path of Exile was he was talking about how the best loot from like 2014 hasn't mm -hmm. been discovered yet. And this yes. video was made in like 2019, 2020. Uh, which you know obviously is achieved through like the depth of the you know the loot pool like this it's not just stat fixes there's also all those secondary effects and that's why we need a math guy because this is literally like excel stuff you know what i mean like they yeah. they have some sort of like logarithmic curve on their item rolls where it's like so hard to get to the absolute maximum but like also it's distributed in a way that like not just like a very small percentage of people can get good gear like it's it's a very intricate system yeah, a lot of analytics that have to go into it and, you know, thought of like that curve, right? Because it's it's all dependent on on that as well as just this the secondary uh, and tertiary effects that you get out of, you know, items, you know, magic find, you know, gold pick up, whatever it is, right? Um, so I think there's just a lot of like growth that we can do in that regard. And I think we all recognize it. You know, that's part of Adam's uh, proposal that he put in uh, his slideshow, you know, talked about some of those items. So. Yeah, definitely things we we're aware of, dude. It just comes back to what we've been talking about, you know, throughout this whole uh, podcast is just executing, delivering, you know. Um, and I think us switching gears into these longer um, cycles is just so key to that. Um, it, it's 
it's just so hard to work on a, a seven day horizon all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it, it constantly has you on the hamster wheel, right? You're not focusing on those, those big wins, the bigger things. And yeah. it's also like that expression. What, what is it? I think it's don't, don't lose the forest for the trees or something like that. Yeah. I forget exactly how that expression goes. Totally. Yeah. Don't get stuck in the weeds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't, don't get stuck on these small cycles where we can't do like big things. Like, and, and, and that's like the, like, you know, at, when Adam like first came to the table with like all of these, all of these uh, unique things that the classes could do where they're running off of like their own energy system. The first thing that came to my mind, I was like, okay, let's just slash that out and just get the classes in first and then we'll add the energy system later. But like, that is like legacy thought process from like trying to ship things super quickly every couple of weeks, instead of being like, like why, why gives, you know, someone a half done burger and then be like, take a couple of bites out of it, then I'll go like, you know, full cook it back on the grill for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're kind of doing, and it, it it sucks. You know, we're giving people like undercooked burgers, and then promising that we're gonna like reheat them later and make them better. When in reality, we probably should just take the extra couple of weeks to like launch the class, you know, system with these unique energy attributes, right? That like make it just beautiful out of the gate. Yeah. Um, what, please your... never, please never cook a burger for weeks, though. Yeah, Adam X said it's like being ninety percent <laughs> vegan. Oh yeah, Rye guy, who were you, were you making fun of Ken because he likes to stuff medium well? Oh yeah, like yeah. I, I finally got him to eat uh, medium rare, and he was like, "Oh, I expected it to feel like worse." <laughs> what you get from the butcher, like Ken about asked for ketchup on that burger, man, or that that uh, that really? steak. I was like, "It's like, dear God, Ken." <laughs> It reminds me, I had a German roommate when I when I lived in Australia, and I made like this dope ass lo mein dish, and I I served it to him, like I waited on him, and he goes, "Could you also bring the ketchup?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you're, you're kidding! You're done! You're done!" It's like, give me that plate. Dude, it was so cool to to get to to hang out with Ken a bit. You know, uh, dude, Ken was literally the first person that. Uh, Nick, David, and I hired, you know, to work on Crypto Raiders. Uh, so it was like just really cool getting to, to connect with Ken in person, you know. And I mean, everybody, of course, you know, it was, it was just awesome. But uh, it was just super, super cool um, getting to see Ken, dude. And OG Ken. OG Ken, man. Straight Florida boy. I remember he, it was so funny when he first came in because he was like, yeah, I came in and it's like you guys had like n- no art assets. You had like, you know, nothing out of the gate like ready to go and he just came in and just started shipping super hardcore um he was telling me about a a legendary sprite one of the few things that you guys had a legendary hogger sprite (laughs) (laughs) what about what about our old our old knights that we had do we have oh yeah they're coming out in some content you can still find them yeah, there, there, there's a little ode to them in a in an upcoming uh, content piece. Um, yeah, dude, this it's so much fun. I still remember the OG Tammy rework. Everybody was like, I don't know, man. Like, is Tammy gonna be thick enough? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> it can uh, can let us to glory as he always does. Yeah, getting to know Ken yeah, was Ken's awesome, awesome. Yeah. and his story of how he was actually hired. Where he's like, uh, I think this is a scam. Uh, I don't know about these guys. <laughs> that story was. Well, hilarious. we hired we hired him and one other artist, you know, just to make <clears throat> bet. And the other artist ended up being a scammer. Actually, um, <laughs> said that he broke his leg and like needed funds to like repair it before like the work was done. Um, and so we paid him a couple hundred dollars, you know, up front. Never heard from him again. Um, 
but we got Ken, right? Hey, so if you roll your dice twice and you get Ken one out of the two times, it's still a win. Take it. Um, it right. Adam Monk said, uh, is it legal to market with social targeting ads for crypto traders? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fine. Could you talk about the subject of marketing and new player acquisition plans? I think the thing is, is that we're, we're looking at a really long-term horizon here and we can do customer acquisition right now, but like, let's soberly like sit down and think like, is the game at a level where, um, dollars spent towards acquisition is, is, um, going to get us the best return at, at, at this point right now versus like a couple months from now. Um, so, you know, we, we got a lot of gunpowder. It's just, we have to deploy it when it makes the most sense. Um, you know, this crypto bear market's almost like a blessing in disguise where it's like, okay, what we really need to do is buckle down and build a fantastic game. Um, and then that's when we can attract a lot of players and, and really turn this into what everyone in the community and what everyone on the team wants, which is just like a, a amazing blockchain RPG game. Um, and I think that we're, closer than most think because like we already have a great foundation um and it's really about just shipping over the next couple of months um and then i think it's gonna make a lot of sense to um you know turn on the acquisition engine when we have like a really good game state um but i also think that the fact that we're just building and growing uh the team and the amount of uh you know development work that we're gonna be able to ship out um, we're going to get a lot of natural acquisition during a bear market where a lot of other projects are just going to give up. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that believe in gaming in the crypto and NFT space, and we're going to be able to bring them into crypto raiders. There's another question there. Um, uh, when timeline, um, can we think, can we expect probably a timeline to come once unity, uh, you know, is basically is out really, um, that's probably the next best, you know, timing for that. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I think like <clears throat> timeline, it, it sort of does tie into this the development cycle that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that it's it's just not realistic in game development to like be putting out like a timeline, which like, you know, month by month, like all of the things that we're going to do, because we're in such a fluid cycle and there's so many different things that can hop up and priorities can shift. Um, but I think that we can get into a three-month development cycle where we can literally lay out this is what we're going to you know, achieve in the next three months before like, you know, the next expansion cycle. I think once we get to that, we can have a lot more like concrete timelines. But I think most people know, um, you know, what's on the short term roadmap, um, you know, and the first thing is getting Unity in place and then TribuVP is going to come right behind that. Um, and then, you know, overworld and, and class abilities are, are the next, you know, big priorities. But I, I think really like in, in terms of a timeline, once we get Unity out, we can definitely lay out what we're trying to achieve in the next six months. And then we get to the end of the next six months, then we can lay out, you know, what like the first like expansion uh, release of Crypto Raiders will look like and all of the things to expect in that. And wrap it up. Uh, let's see. We got a couple questions that I wrote down from the community as we were going along. Um, uh, is the one run per day plan scrapped or are we going to eventually have that implemented? Yeah, it's 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 very easy to to switch to a, a run one run per day thing. Uh, having said that, we got a lot of interaction with the community where they don't want to be on a one run per day cycle. Um, I think a lot of people in the community are fine with like a you know I got to run like every couple of days. Um, but like I, I don't think that like switching to a one run per day inherently makes the game any different or better. Mm -hmm. um, 
having that is no different from getting seven runs a week. It's you're still getting one run per day. If you want to do one per day, you can save one per day. Yeah. But if if you don't have the time to to raid all your all of your raiders on Monday, but you have extra time on Thursday, like why why should you be punished for that? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that we delivered on, which 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 was getting it up to seven runs per week, which mm-hmm. was giving people more playability out of each raider. Um, and then we also do have endless dungeon one run per day um that that resets but we could maybe move to like a like a two-week cycle um you know sort of thing but i i also you know when we're when we're trying to you know build a great game i also want to be mindful of like you know the players that we do have and there's some people out there that don't want to log into crypt raiders every single day and, mm-hmm. and grind one per day they actually like that they can go on saturday and just grind out all of their crypto raiders you know so um we, we have to work both sides of that in terms of a battle pass where you get more runs per week um that that is something that is still very much on the table um just the whole team right now is focused on getting unity out of the gate that's the number one priority and then we can start building on top of it but a lot of those types of things uh, are are like pretty easy to implement um you answered like three of my questions I had there from the community. Uh, let's hit that last question. Uh, the big anniversary tournament still on for the next yep. few months. Uh, I know we talked about this a lot uh, internally yep. on the team. Anything you can say about that right now? Yeah, so the biggest thing is that we want to get um, all of the like core features out that will make a tournament like that actually uh, be impactful so like one of those things is true pvp the other thing is like uh, the whole class system into place um you know right now obviously the crypto markets have changed like some of the fundamentals um but it hasn't changed like our our willingness to do like a big tournament um we just have to rejigger some things um you know in terms of you know how the passes work and how the prizes work etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, but I still think that we can do a really big tournament, but we need true PVP in place. We need the unity client live, and then we need class abilities in place. And then I think we can launch something, um, you know, uh, really big and impactful and exciting. That's awesome. Any last questions from the community? Anyone have anything before we wrap it up here? I bring in the music. Wrap it up. I'm going to get myself another IPA. Chill out. Ooh, it's 930. Daddy. It's a Saturday. I'm gonna get in a little gaming tonight. And then Let's actually, go. I'm thinking about canceling plans with my mom tomorrow and loading up. <laughs> a little leaker. Loading right up a raider with like 400 keys and just grinding it live stream tomorrow with the community. That'd be um, sick. Yeah, just because I just want to get a really good pulse check on the game and just think about like, especially if we're talking about eventually getting into this like reset cycle, like we may actually need to layer in some dungeons like on the way up and tweak some of the early dungeons you know what i mean uh to create this really like awesome game progression over and over um so i'm I'm thinking about grinding that out tomorrow what state is kicks in uh east coast america i'm in a constant state of confusion yes (laughs) i'm in a state of two ipas in a in a zen pouch (laughs) or multiple I did so many Zins to stay up with these guys. Like, I don't think oh everyone understands oh, that we were gosh. on Central time, and I'm on East Coast time, and I'm, like, normally, you know, asleep by midnight, and I'm staying up the equivalent of, like, 4 to 5 a.m. East Coast time every night, sometimes, like, 5.30. And I did entirely too many Zins. It was, it was like, an actual problem to get through it. 
Um, and so now I'm trying to roll back that that habit, but it was so worth it. If I could go back, I would I would do it again. I would actually, if I could go back, I would have I would have had a little bit more fun on Sathir's last night. I felt a little mm-hmm. bad when he was like, "Come on, Nick, like this is my last night. We may not see each other for another <laughs> year. Like, wh- let's go hard." Dude, that like, guy's dude, a legend, you're man. Like, you're in your early 20s. I'm like 30 fucking three almost years old, dude. <laughs> like, I'm, I've been running on five hours of sleep every night, and we've been having a lot of fun. I need to sleep. My, my favorite yeah. was that same night. He uh, he came upstairs, and he was trying to figure out where you were, and then he went to your room and woke you up. Oh, dude, yeah. It's like 2.45 <laughs> in the morning. He comes, and he's like, Nick, are you asleep? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, uh, like my eyes are closed. Like, I'm like, <laughs> definitely sleeping right now. And he's like, get up man come on get up and i'm like i'm like sat there i i love you to death bro but let me just tell you there's nothing that can come out of your mouth right now that's gonna get me out of this bed like i am going to sleep man didn't he then leave he didn't didn't he leave and then come back and say all right just give me a hug like an hour later i don't even remember the second part i was definitely knocked out of that one but then the funniest thing is i wake up at a reasonable hour like nine o'clock in the morning and like I hear like like sounds coming out. I'm like, are people still up? No, it was sassy or pass out on the couch with the TV on. And then you hear the TV go off and hear like this walking. And he went off. And I'm like, yeah, that's the that's the walk of shame. I'm I'm ready to rumble. I'm refreshed. Uh, but Zather was clutch, man. He brought some of those vitamin C like little uh, diffuser mm-hmm. pills put in the drink. Those were so good. They taste better than uh, orange juice, if I may say so myself. I agree. I agree. But hey, th- this was awesome. I think we got to rotate in like the the, the team the council team. members like yeah. every once in a while. Maybe, I'd like, love to get Sathir on and like Ken. That. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And some of the new the new hires. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Getting, yeah, there are a lot of cool people we can get on here. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, y'all uh, check out uh check out Andrea's content too. He's been streaming his uh, pixel art creation. If you guys want to watch some other. Uh, just cool pixel art content. I, I enjoy. I it. love that guy. Yeah, I was watching a stream the other night. Let me see if I can even link his, his stream. Yeah, yeah post that into it. That'd be awesome. I, I love Adamok. Uh, Adamok. He, he has all these Zin memes. Abraham <laughs> Linkson. <laughs> Zidney Crosby. Dude, those things got me zooming. Like, I don't usually use those, but I, I'm like, I, I'm like, dude, I need something to keep up with these kids. Yeah. So I fucking pop a Zin, and I'm like, yeah. dude. What, uh, what so did I much. just do? Like, oh, yeah. just nicotine hit to the face, man. Well, one night at like 2.30 a.m., I, I uh, took down a whole Red Bull because I thought we were going to like keep playing Magic the Gathering. And then like everyone slowly started to like, you know, disperse. And I tried to go to bed and that, that Red Bull stayed with me longer than I wanted it to. <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching Firefly. I don't know if you guys like like sci-fi TV shows, but Firefly oh, yeah. is a great one. And Serenity is like the movie. Um Ah, it's only one season. There's too many great shows out there that are just one season. Ping pong yeah, the animation is like the best. I've been thing. watching this Halo, uh, <laughs> the Halo show, dude. It's pretty fun. Okay, oh, I gotta watch I've that. Oh, yeah, I gotta catch up to that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, to be honest with you, I played Halo, but I never like paid attention to the story. I was just clicking and killing things. Marking you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm like, oh man, like this is kind of like some cool lore behind Halo. I didn't realize this was the story. <laughs> oh man. All right, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. We're a little over an hour and a half long in this episode. Uh, I think this is one of our best episodes. I'm looking forward to having you all on the show uh, again in the future. Nick, Rye Guy, Saro, Tyrael, absolute pleasure. Any last thoughts you want to say to the community? Crypto Raiders to the moon! Let's go! Crypto Raiders!
All right, let's see who's winning a free Raider. Closing the giveaway. Three, two, one. It goes to RW Stud winning a free Raider from the floor. Let's what a, go. What a stud. Love you. 8.81% 8. chance 81. You guys got to get in on these. That's Let's some good go. odds. That's some great odds. <laughs> yeah, dude. 8.8? 8. Damn. That's yeah, really dude. good. I should have entered Let's my own go. giveaway. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we will see you in chat in the Discord uh, on streams. Uh, we do have Raiders at the Roundtable tomorrow, so make sure you guys tune into that on uh, on Twitter. Community conversation uh, over there regarding Crypto Raider in the future. Looking forward to that. Um, love you guys. We'll see you guys all next time. Peace out.